Hey everyone, and welcome to The Daily Word. Really glad that you've joined me. And for today's Daily Word, we're actually going to be in 1 Kings chapter 11, and we're going to be doing a little jumping around in the scriptures, pursuing really this, I think, a word of caution for all of us and uh, the need to to really flee from from sin, to not entertain sin, to not compromise with sin, to not justify sin, to not let uh, one bit of, of sin remain uncontested in our lives, but to do battle against sin by the grace of Jesus Christ, by His sanctifying grace at work in our lives, transforming us more and more in His image. So now we're, we're in chapter 11 of 1 Kings, and we're reading about what, what sadly is the demise of Solomon, how he, he descends into just outright idolatry. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 wives of royal birth, and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. You see, the truth is that when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we are saved. Our sins are wiped away. The Lord chooses to remember our sins no more. Jesus has taken them all to the cross. And when we accept his forgiveness, we, we are standing before God as though we had never sinned. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus our Lord. And yet, and yet there remains in our lives this, we could call it a remnant of sin. There remains in our natural self this, this broken desire for sin. And the truth is that we must continue to resist it and do battle against the sin by the sanctifying grace uh, of Jesus Christ. And, and so part of what that means, or uh, primarily what that means, is employing all of the means of grace that God has given us, all of the, the means by which we receive the power and the movement and the transforming work of God in our lives. And, and to even get a little more specific, uh, primarily what we're talking about is the means of grace around the Word of God. You know, this instruction we find in Deuteronomy 17. I want to invite you to think about with me how differently things would have gone for Solomon if, in fact, he would have followed this instruction for the kings. This is Deuteronomy 17, beginning at verse 18. When he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. So we're talking about uh, the, the first five books of the Bible. We're talking about the king actually writing out a copy of what was then we would call the Bible, the Word of God, in front of the Levitical priest so the priest makes sure that he's getting it right. says he must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees 
This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way, and it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. Consider how differently things would have gone for Solomon if he would have heeded this instruction. And I think also about David and how for sure he fell. He fell hard into sin, right? He did. And yet he had a Nathan in his life. He had, he had a, a faithful follower of the Lord who was willing to speak truth into his life. And, and David repented and he carried on with the Lord. The Lord still declared about David that he was a man after his own heart. Right, and so uh, we we stay in the Word of God. We we keep people around us who are faithful to the Lord, who are w- willing and able to speak into our lives. And 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 I think a real important word here is we're thinking about uh, about sin is always staying grounded in the gospel. And so I, I would share with you from First uh, John. I think this is this is so key. This little passage here because. It, it speaks to the fact that there, there is this remnant of sin in our lives. We, we do make mistakes. We sin. Um, we intentionally, honestly, sometimes uh, sin knowing that something is wrong, and yet it has this grip on us. We, can't, we have to stay in that fight. But listen to, listen to this dynamic here. This is First John beginning in chapter 1, verse 8, and then we're going to go through into the very first part of chapter 2. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our wickedness. If we claim we've not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin, right? The point is not to just live in sin, though we acknowledge that we do. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only for our sins, but for the sins of all the world. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments, If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. And so we go to the Lord and we repent of our sin. We receive forgiveness. We know we're cleansed of all unrighteousness. Again, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And yet, in our great love for the Lord, we pursue obedience. It is, it is how we truly show how completely we love Him by following His Word, by ejecting, rooting out, demolishing sin in our lives, fleeing from sin. This is how we show that we truly love Him. It is an expression of love. Our obedience is an expression of love. And all of this so that we don't drift away Hebrews 2.1 warns us about this. We have to pay the most careful attention so that we don't drift away. The book of James, 
warns us that, that when we give into some temptation that sin takes root and that it eventually gives birth to death. And, and so instead, instead, we pursue the Lord, we pursue Him in our great love for Him, and we watch over one another in love. Right At the end of the book of, of James, we read this, My dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. And so let's take the example of Solomon, a negative example, right? An example in contrast and understand that he truly was incredibly wise, incredibly gifted by God. And if he can fall into sin by compromise after compromise, justification after justification, just giving a little, a little, a little, a little, if he can fall by those means, then surely so can we. So let's stay in the Word of God, pursue all the means by which we can receive the, the powerful grace of Jesus Christ to transform our lives. Let's pursue obedience as an expression of the love we have for the one who first loved us. Let us rest in the confidence of the gospel, and yet, and yet, as, as we live out that gospel, let our obedience to the Lord be the expression of our love for Him. May it be so. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And friends, until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.